Hello, everyone. This is Spencer Cohn, and you are listening to International Voices at Queens, a supportive listening space for members of the university community, recorded on the occupied lands of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples. For this episode, we are going to talk about prolingualism and translanguaging. For a long time, educational institutions have emphasized that student learning in a new or additional language situation should focus on that language alone while learning. Students should essentially separate their first and second or additional languages so that they don't interfere with one another. However, there is a growing body of research that shows the benefit of flexible learning experience, where including languages other than the language of instruction can be a way to encourage linguistic and intercultural awareness and understanding. Prolingualism is a term that describes the person is being able to speak a bit of multiple languages, as opposite to a high-level competency in one or two, while translanguaging refers to the opportunities where people can use their holistic knowledge of multiple languages, including variations of languages, dialects, and gestures, and integrate that knowledge in their learning experience. Our special guest for this episode is Yi He. Hi, Yi. Hi, thank you so much for inviting me over. Okay, thank you so much for participating in this episode. So would you please do a uh, self-introduction for our audiences? Sure. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Yi He. I come from China. I'm a PhD candidate from Cultural Studies. That is wonderful. So Yi, could you please share with us about your language backgrounds? What language do you speak? Um, because I come from mainland China, so actually uh, I can speak Mandarin, but then my hometown it is actually uh, located in Zhejiang, Guangdong province. So like uh, my mother tongue is actually Cantonese, because I also study English uh, since primary school. And later on when I uh, went to college, I study uh, English as my major. And now um, I'm come to Canada to further pursue my doctoral project. And I'm also doing like a cross-cultural and comparative literaries uh, project. So like I rely a lot on multi-languaging. That is so cool. So I was wondering like, how do you utilize on different uh, languages in your studies? Um, for instance, now my doctoral project is in fact a uh, cross-cultural project that I uh, studied the um, eco-criticism in Asian North American context and also in Chinese context. And I have to rely on a lot of Chinese materials and uh, Chinese scholarly writing. So like because I can speak and I can read Chinese, that's definitely an advantage. Wow, that is sounds so cool. Yes. So uh, why I'm doing my uh, my project because I have to translate uh, part of like the Chinese materials into English. And because most of the professors in my committee, they don't read Chinese at all. So definitely there's like part of like the, the translating and uh, translanguaging part. I find it's super, I'm not sure whether it's, it's like interesting because personally, I definitely enjoy this process because I feel that I can make the best of my, my own cultural knowledge. And because I can kind of act as like a cultural ambassador, like how like the, the Chinese scholars are doing more like I'm trying to promote this like knowledge mo mobilization and actually in the meantime I get to know my own language my own culture better because before I came to Canada in China 
uh, as an uh, English major in China. I try to expose myself to to English materials, English news, English you know, culture as best as I can. I try to make friends with foreigners, but then actually I do not have that much of cultural awareness of my own culture, of, you know, the Chinese literature. But then when now I'm abroad, I, I kind of uh, appreciate it more and uh, try to cherish it more. And if we want to learn a new language, we should try our best to expose ourselves. But then actually when I was studying English in China, we, uh, we in fact did not have that much of like an English in so we have to create it by ourselves. One of the things you mentioned that I really like is about the cultural awareness because I also have experience of coming to Canada for a long time compared to my peers and then I realized the longer I have stayed that is like away from my home country I realized I have like slowly or gradually losing my cultural awareness to my own culture because we're living in the environment that is like um, our own for example I came from uh, mainland China just like you and um, I've realized um, the Chinese culture here is not the dominant or mainstream culture here. So I also slowly forgot the cultural awareness compared to I have stayed in China. So um, I totally believe with you um, that using a language is actually a great way to remind ourselves about the cultural awareness. Yeah, uh, and I want to add a tiny point to what you have uh, just said. Mm -hmm. I think it's not only in terms of like speaking or uh, because if we interpret like broadly, uh, communication or language because like a language is like a part of the culture uh, so it's not just like oh we speak in Chinese or we write in Chinese but but it's also the way we, we behave so I think like the chance languaging it is not only about languages but like um, it's about the way we live it's about uh, the way we think and also definitely the way we uh, communicate with others that's a, such a wonderful explanation. Yes, I agree with you. Language is, is definitely open up a tunnel or like a channel for people to learn more about this foreign culture. Yes. Uh, also, I want to add, add to one point about uh, regarding multi-languages as, as an advantage or as a strength. That's definitely uh, something I try to highlight. And because, for instance, as a Chinese international student, I, I find it uh, definitely uh, from the beginning, it's it's hard for me to to adjust to the the uh, Canadian uh, English academic environment at first, and uh, and I try to I try to make the best of like my own culture and own language. So that's like it, it's not it's not an easy way out. But I, I also want to uh, want to say that uh, because we are from a different culture, and and the obstacles are definitely there. But like we can we can definitely regard it as like a double edged sword uh, and try to make the best out of it and uh, make it, you know, into our own strengths as well. One of the things I have feel really touched and also related is the idea you mentioned uh, international students. Um, they're really hard to learning a new languages and also the new environment and the culture are so different than your than their original culture language background. As a person who experienced that kind of the situation you just, just, just have described, I feel the exactly same way. And um, I realize it's also hard for a student to, to switch between different languages and uh, in the past or when I was in high school the students and also teachers don't have the idea of translanguaging or plurilingualism so they, the only strategy they're going, using is that to totally separate the student from their original language background which makes students so hard because sometimes 
I think we also always have the experience of like we want and、uh, we don't understand a certain English word, so we want to write down the definition with our own language, our own like、uh, mother tongue. Um, so our teachers in the high school are so dislike this kind of behavior, so they always stop us when we're trying to do that thing. And I realize it's actually changed my my perspective, or like I have slowly losing the perspective、uh, compared to my original culture. So when I get to university, I realize using different languages is actually a strategy. It's actually a benefit compared to people who only who doesn't have that much like language background. So I think translanguaging is something that really interesting topic to talk about, especially to international students because I feel like students are always struggling with how we're going to learn English when we cannot really give up with our mother tongue, and also how we're gonna pick up our mother tongue after we have learning a foreign language and living in foreign environments for so long. Yes, definitely. Ah,、uh, I think ah、uh, what you have just shared, it's it's definitely like great advantage of learning about multiple languages. And I think for a university to be as inclusive as possible and to be you know ah、uh, globally engaged. That's definitely an asset, a very valuable asset、uh, to the university. Because, like, when when the university recruits so many students from so many cultural backgrounds, and then when they join a certain class, you know, in in that certain space, so many minds that are、uh, with so many、uh, unique perspectives of their own can contribute to the overall truth. So, so I think that's definitely、uh, definitely amazing. Like,、uh, why I was doing like the translation because like the Two languages are so different, and then、uh, when I、uh, try to try to make it more accessible, for instance, to the Western scholars here,、mm-hmm. I might have to compromise a bit of its original interpretation. Yeah, so so there are so many choices to be made. I always try to find a way that like、uh, I can keep the original meaning as best as I can, while you know to convey it in a way that is more accessible to to the Western context. Yeah, that's such a Great way for describing it. Thank you. Hi, I'm Anna, and I work at the Student Academic Success Services. University offers many exciting challenges, but these challenges are sometimes experienced differently by students with English as an additional language. Student Academic Success Services offers a variety of programming to support you during your time at Queens. In our English language skills appointments, you can meet one-on-one with a consultant to develop your academic speaking, listening, reading, or writing skills. Appointments last 50 minutes and are tailored to meet your academic English goals. Whether you're Looking for strategies to help you navigate your assigned readings, give you the confidence to speak up in class discussions, or use your multiple languages to enhance your studies and research. Find out more about the service and our other English skills programming by visiting sass.queensu.ca or by following us on social media. What you just said remind me of one thing is that people always saying Chinese word have such a different layer of meaning. But later on, I realized in the English words, like they also have different layer of meaning. But based on their different cultural background, it's really hard to completely translate the original meaning into another language, right? Yes. For instance, especially in in like the the Tang poetry, right?、Mm-hmm. Because like it's so poetic, and because I think Chinese culture is very 
good at like symbolic thinking. And then uh, for the Western context, I think like uh, most Westerners, they are very good at analytical thinking. So it's, it's actually kind of two patterns. But I, um, I'm also trying to avoid like the binary thinking. I'm not saying that, oh, the Chinese way is like this and, and then uh, the Western way is the opposite. But there are uh, definitely some interesting collision here and there. And then how to translate a, a Chinese poem into English has always been very challenging, even for people who have very rich experiences in both contexts. Oh, yes, yes. That's such a great example. I feel like poetry uh, were um, a short article are always like hard to or a certain phrase or a certain phrase uh, sometimes doesn't make sense in other language in other language background. So yes, it's very interesting when we talk about translating between different languages. Yeah. So I was just wondering what kind of strategies you would recommend to students with multiple languages so that they, uh, when they experience different languages, they can use that as a strength in their learning and also how to be more respecting for people who are using different languages. It's, it's not easy to, to grasp a new language and especially to, to use it very intensively in our daily life and especially in our studies. Uh, so we have to adjust to that and try to adapt ourselves to the new way of thinking and writing. And then when we already you know, reach that level, and then we can switch back and forth. And I think the best way is uh, to incorporate our own understanding uh, that's already um, deeply rooted in our own gene, in our own you know, culture. And, and the best example uh, would be to, to learn you know, what, what is new and then to try to combine you know, our own culture and with the new culture and then make something new out of it make something that's like completely ours and uh, in that process actually we we should try our best to to communicate with people with different backgrounds and the more the better because like the more people we meet and then the more uh, diverse culture that we are exposed to then we will be more understanding okay thank you so much for participating you're welcome You are listening to International Voices at Queen's, a podcast produced by the Queen's International Center and Student Academic Success Services. I would like to thank Sadaf Omni for creating the music for this episode. Please support her work on her website at sadafomni.ca and other social media apps. I would also like to thank CFRC for their support. On behalf of the producers and editors, Lydia Amir and myself, thank you all for listening to this episode. Please tune in to the future episodes and engage with us on social media.